0: Everybody, Welcome to Red Wings Rantwork Tirades and Impassion Please for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, uh, we titled uh, today's episode, uh, what did we title it? Free training Camp Roster Predictions. Because, um, you know what, I looked around at other podcasts, I looked around at other Red Wings YouTube channels, and honestly, like, it's just a bunch of the, the same old rigmarole of, you know, what what do we get from the IIHF uh, World Juniors and who's off the roster? And it's like, can, who are we trading? And those was Kosa a mistake?
1: Was Kosa yeah. a mistake,
0: Mike? How could he be a mistake when he's holding up a championship? <laughs> yeah. Um. Casey McIntyre. Casey, what's going on? Uh, did you guys watch The Word on Woodward with Villejuso today? I uh, I didn't, but uh, YouTube wanted to let me know that happened. Uh, Matt finally, finally closed on his house today. So Matt oh. was very busy today. I uh, had to get through my day of work, mm, grab paper, the kiddos, huh? feed the kiddos, and yeah, sat down for an hour and a half signing my name over and over. I forgot what it felt like to do a K at one point. I just started like realizing it was just like a squiggly line. And it I loses uh, all meaning. Yeah. So uh, Casey, let us know any, any hot topics coming out of the, the who conversation. conversation. Um, Chewy, Chewy watched. He said, Hey guys. And then he let us know he watched. Um, Richard. He played one game. Oh, uh, that's right. Talking about Kosa on this one. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, uh, that's. I think that's my next slide here. We can just kind of quickly run through this a little bit because we've. I think we we went pretty hard, and uh, um, that the only I have one hot take for the IIHF World Junior, and I'll get if to that in God, a if it
1: involves Sebastian Kosa, man. So help It doesn't.
0: <laughs> so Kosa ends up with that one game that we talked about two weeks ago um Edison, Not ideal. of course had a had a hurt tummy um niederbach ends up having that three-point game and winds up with four points through the whole tournament uh walder uh, you know what i don't hate the three assists don't hate it uh vero with a pretty uh nifty or i shouldn't say nifty i should say timely assist uh and of course helping finland get uh, the silver there and uh carter Maser, no no uh what do you, what do we want to say I was going to say jewelry, and I stopped. What what would we actually say? No shiny things being hung around his neck, despite the five goals and two assists. Uh, Red Savage, two goals and an assist. And um, you know what? Mike, Jan was there too. How about that? <laughs>
1: it's uh, what we call a participation award.
0: Good old uh, so got
1: Um Yeah, so I don't know if you look at these stats and you think, my God, we got to trade Edmondson while his value is still high. He... Cratered at the I I H F. It's all over for him. It's all over for Cosa. Iser Plan is over. What are we doing? Um, no, we right. we're gonna operate in the realm of logic and order. Um, those games don't really mean anything. So yeah, he's it, still gonna, it's gonna make fun. Game.
0: Yeah. Uh, this this is the fun part right here. Sabrango so Cosa holding up a cute little trophy that looks like a Rocket Mortgage logo with a bowl in the middle of it. Um, it's really cute. Uh, and that's the fun part. Like, Kosa was so happy. You didn't see Kosa on the ice posing with that trophy going, like, going, ho oh, ho No, his whole team with Canada won a championship. That's the fun part. Um, uh, that's where I want to keep at least everybody's mindset for this. Cause I did see like some of our rival podcasts. You know, you know, like some of those rival podcasts that get like a full night at Little Caesars Arena, and then we're supposed to compete with that somehow.
1: Um, um I just yeah, they love were those they jerseys were too.
0: They were by complaining the way. about Edmondson, and I'm just like, let's bump the brakes there, ladies and gentlemen. It was he had a tum, he had a hurt tum tum and literally had diarrhea the
1: whole tournament yeah what what do you want from him
0: i know let's let's again even even for jan Bednosh, i'm i'm gonna i'm fine like let's it's a goaltender right i mean we we talk about five years on those guys anyway so there's nothing to get i don't want anybody to get too excited i don't want anybody to get too down i just want you to celebrate this and of course again anybody on the podcast uh, we're just showing off uh, the pictures of kosa and sabrango holding up uh Their cute little rocket mortgage trophy. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not like
1: we got through this tournament and we thought, well, uh, we were wrong on Edmondson, but looks like Red Savage is going to be on the first line. Uh, No, those are your two (laughs) wild leaps. Um, I still think Edmondson is going to be a lot better than Red Savage. No offense to Red Savage, just that Edmondson's really good at hockey and he had diarrhea for a week. So I don't think that that's fair to knock him down a whole peg. And dedicate, you know, entire podcast episodes to uh, Iserman missing on a pick. Uh, Let alone two picks if you throw in Cosa,
0: Now, uh, we are going to move on to the next topic. I'm going to run through this real quick. uh, Because, uh, I mean, we have... I got to point it out. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you notice the overlay is a little different. Because, Mike, we got a new sponsor for the show. That's right. Oh, (laughs) Raycon Earbuds. Mike, they've got that everyday earbud look and feel that you want, and the sound's better than ever. Optimized gel ear tips, uh, eight hours of play time with 32-hour battery life. Uh, half the price of some of those other premium auto brands out there, Mike. We'd mention them, but that's not good marketing for Raycon.
1: Nope. Um, you you don't see Burger King during a McDonald's, Ed.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, go to buyraycon.com slash THPN. You've got to put in that slash THPN in there to make sure you're helping out your boys here. Um, I'm excited, Mike, because we're going to get some testers. And all I ever hear are uh, how amazing those Raycons are. So I'm really excited. And uh, we'll let you guys know once we get those. Uh, But, Mike, this was free. Raycon's not paying us yet. But I'm just so excited that Raycon's aboard that I was like, nope, I'm going to shout it out from a mountaintop today. Um, But, yeah. Thank you Raycon for coming aboard Red Wings rant. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, this is an awkward transition. So m- moving on, um, Ketzel <laughs> says, congratulations on the news, but I honestly, Ketzel, I, I guarantee, like, I, I don't do this often, but I, I couldn't be more excited for this. And I, let's well, just not talk about the other <laughs> sponsor. Um, we'll tell them when to listen to the show. Don't worry, we send them a piece of paper so we can kind of <laughs> have this conversation. But I could not be more excited for you guys uh, to have something that I'm excited about. So it's it's one of those things, like you want to be choosy when uh, your show's getting these opportunities. And, yeah. I wanted... and I'll
1: say uh, one sponsor, you know, I, I think of the three is probably, you know, pretty popular, uh, but they didn't give us free stuff. So, two sponsors ago, I was really excited to escape uh, my manhood. And now I'm really excited to uh, listen <laughs> to myself on Spotify with my new Raycons. So, pretty excited.
0: Now, uh, we'll go back. I'm going to scroll back here to Craig McDonald. Um, oh, actually, before we get to Craig here, Jim thrown out there, art was being art. So... I was just sold on not watching this. So thank you so much, Jim. Um, <laughs> Craig said uh, he, he watched the Billy Huso thing. This wasn't planned. We weren't going to talk about this, but we got the question. Um, seems like he's excited to come. And I, I got to say, to roll this into our, our conversation of uh, let's build a pre-training camp roster with some of the guys who aren't on the cap-friendly depth chart um, necessarily, I would say we don't need, we don't need to look at our goaltenders, right? We've got we've got Billy Uso who's excited to be here, and uh, Ned, our boy, who when he was playing great, this is so hard to talk about because it's like it's such a objective, like it's totally taking out the data and analytics when when analyzing Ned's play, but it is a hundred percent like you could see a completely different goaltender out there when he was, you know. When you're having a good game and your save percentage is 960 compared to like 650, clearly there's going to be something about your attitude that changes and you can see that easily. But what I'm talking about is how he attacks the puck when he's having good games. And I think that's going to come down to repetition and goaltending and getting those opportunities to extend his season. Where last year he played the most games of his career in one year. So that being said, nothing that has nothing to do with. I still think Huso's our starter at the beginning of the year, but I think it's I, like last year we talked about what are the percentage percentages going to be for Grice and Ned this year. I really think it's going to be like 55, 45. If we're going to give the nod one way or the other to a starter, I think it's going to be 55% for the starter, 45% for our backup. And that I'll, I'll just say that's uh it's not really a hot take, but uh, Ned backup. Well,
1: I, I mean, think Grace was touch. so bad. Um, it never, I don't think that Nadelkovich really got a physical or mental rest. Uh, we talked about it quite a few times, um, with Blash, uh, try to give Nadelkovich, you know, a night off if he had a bad period, Hey, we're going to pull you. So you put in Grice, Grice gives him five goals and five shots. Okay. Well, we're going to pull you. Oh, the other option is Nadelkovich. Okay. So, you know, how we are going to give you a break tonight. We did give you a break. Um, uh, it was not as long as you wanted. It was the second period. You're back for the third. How do you feel? Um, so, I mean, that wasn't a one-off anomaly than that. It wasn't a one-off anomaly. Uh, there were multiple games where that happened. You're absolutely right that uh, it was shorter than that. Um, so I don't think that that's going to be the case with who, so I think we, you know, will legitimately be able to, you know, kind of play the hot hand, um, instead of playing the, you know, less tired hand, uh, which is what it seemed like. Nadalkovich had, you know, in the second half of the season. So, um, yeah, as far as giving that guy an extra gear and making him feel like when you have a night off, you actually have a night off um, to mentally recover. Um, I think we're going to have that this season. So it, it looks like it's just going to benefit all parties.
0: Well, uh, I I want to jump into, I guess we could take a look at the forwards first and what the way that we wanted to kind of play this game. Is we're going to list off, and of course we have to do this for the podcast listeners, we're going to list off what, uh, what Cap Friendly had listed for our depth chart, because we've gone over this a couple of times. But we're going to look at scratches, um, and we're going to look at our miners who's, who's got a contract, and then we're going to look at some guys who are on loan, and we'll kind of make some assessment looking at these. Are these guys going to get their opportunity? Because uh, some of the guys that are listed as on loan... Um, actually are in north america right now and we'll get a shot to either be in detroit or grand rapids uh so we're gonna go through those lists and kind of pick and choose here like who's going to get uh, an opportunity to jump on this list you see now uh so for the youtube viewers uh what you're seeing and i'll i'll, I'll see some of you guys are putting lists together so uh, we'll go through those uh in just a second but i cap friendly here bert larkin raymond Easy peasy first line, even if that were to change, I think this is one where those three guys, I mean, there's no question here. We're just talking about movement trade wise for anything to, to really, I don't know. How do I want to, what's the term here? I was going to say ruffle feathers, but it's just not, that doesn't make any sense Um, for for any of these three guys for this, for this to change, I think by uh, just the start of training camp something huge would have to happen. Uh line two, this just works out for like where guys were the year prior and based on what else is in the field of talent, um, it's hard to it's hard to argue, but we're talking line two, Verana, Andrew Cobb, David Prawn. Boom. It works.
1: I feel like uh with Cap Friendly putting that out there, there's also a consensus where if you kind of follow this team and you kind of follow this league, I feel like you'd kind of be Pretty pretty on board with, all so far, one through six, what you've done.
0: Uh, line three, Kubelik, Suter, Philip Sedina Again.
1: Man, that is the box of chocolates line, if I ever saw
0: one. I don't know what I'm going to get. And then line four, Adam Ernie, Michael Rasmussen, and Oscar Sundquist. Um, that's where...
1: Well, that one's also the box of chocolates, but it's more along the lines of the Jim Gaffigan (laughs) bit where he took a bite of the chocolate. He's like, ah, I got the one filled with toothpaste. Exactly. (laughs) Oh,
0: it's just like, here we go. Like the, the top nine. And this is where this conversation can finally have some actual substance. Um It works. I mean, this is something with all these guys, like you see the new contracts, it would make sense that all of these guys have this sort of position. And uh, even Zadina, without a contract, you would assume he would fit somewhere in the top nine if he does eventually get one. Um, But I think there's room for some of these guys in the top nine to hit that fourth line. And I think there's some opportunities for some of the guys who are not on this list right now to crash that fourth line, kick off some of these guys and crack the middle six. And we're going to take a look at that. <laughs> like I said, actual substance, there was a little bit there. Was it like a groundbreaking hot take? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, keep rolling through here. Your top pairing Ben Rot, Mo Sider. Pairing number two, Olimata, Philip Ronick. I think this is lining up too with like when these signings happened, everything that we said and put together. Uh, third pairing though, uh, Osterly and Gustav Lindstrom. We were super high on Lindstrom uh, the first half of the season. He certainly tailed off, but it would be pretty easy, Mike, to go through this list of who's got a one-year contract, who's been on loan, um, and who, how, how many of those guys could actually fit in that third pairing. Also taking the conversation to that point of who could knock off some of these names as well. I'm gonna... These are
1: some uh, terrifying pairings. Um, I could almost make the case that I would replace five of them. <laughs> Even after the yeah. big offseason we had, I could still see a scenario where five of them are gone. I,
0: I, I think that's one thing I want to get people ready for is um, like to to put that number out there, the five, that that is super accurate. I think we certainly improved, but we had a horrible defense last year and it was going to be very, fairly easy to improve it. That isn't to say like, I hate any of these guys right now. like there, there's not like a, Oh my God, I can't believe this guy. We don't, we don't actually have anything from the line yet, but I can't believe cap friendly would put this guy in the second pairing. Like there's, there's none of those feelings yet, but I think, I think it's still pretty fair looking at this list. Like we've seen Ben Sherratt ruin a defensive pairing. Um, <laughs> We saw that for most of the year with Montreal. So Uh, to like finishing with, we're talking about another left side defenseman, like finishing with Danny DeKaiser looking analytics and numbers. So I know Sherratt brings the big body. I know that would be the first argument to say, well, we're not going to judge those two guys the same, but when you're talking about bringing more to the ice than you're giving up, Sherratt's still in that same realm. So I just want to point out, there's a lot of room for growth here in five of these six defense. No, maybe not growth. Growth, wrong word. Um, change. A lot of room for change. How's that?
1: Um, I think it makes it easier for you to stomach um, a prospect getting called up, where you're you're not. I guess if you had a guy who was, um, you know. 26 27 28 who you're paying a lot of money you'd be like well this guy's gonna get a roster spot because of how much we're paying him and what his age is so uh based on i'd say th- at least three of these guys um it'd be an easy transition to be like well it didn't really work out we're gonna let you go um the toughest one is Sharat with his massive contract um i really hope that that one pans out because that's a lot of years for a guy who's already 31 and um, um...
0: If anybody, I mean, you look just at like age on this roster right now. If there's going to be an injury, that's where I start to look first. So
1: <laughs> it makes it easy to uh, call these guys up. I I, yeah. I, think.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, Mike, do you want to put a guess out there? Who gave us the first uh, list uh, roster wise on YouTube?
1: Um, If it wasn't Tristan, uh, then give me, uh, give me Chewy.
0: It was- hey, <laughs> very nice, Tristan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, now Tristan has some pretty—he—he uh, he targeted that fourth line just like we were talking, and I like it. And I want to use Tristan's uh, proposal here to roll us into our next slide. Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond, Veronacop, Zadina brings Perron down to the third line. Kubelik, Valeno, Perron, and Rasmussen. I didn't know scooper, uh,
1: Tristan moonlighted as a hockey agent for uh, Zadina. Look at that, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, for I, you, man. I I don't think it's that far out of the realm to see Zadina on that second line, especially when we all have the narrative tied with Verana that Zadina does play a better game when he's on the ice with Verana. I don't hate it. I think there's a lot of conversation here to, to wrap Peron around less ice time, more power play. Like I'm sorry, less five on five time, more power play time. Like make sure that guy is on the ice when I think percentage wise, he's going to have the best chance to put a puck in the back of the net. Uh, give him some rest. Make sure they, you know, like, like take advantage of it. We were just talking about age on Charat. Um, I got back up a slide here so I can give you uh, Perron who's at 34 right now. So again, trying to keep guys. Um, we're, we're not trying to tire them out. We want to keep them healthy another name to eye while we're going through these lists another thing i really like about tristan's here Suter on the fourth line i think we've seen flashes of Suter being really productive and helpful uh as a i'm, I'm gonna say two-way center but sometimes we know when you call someone a two-way center what's attached with that is that they're just not very good <laughs> but, yeah, they're not they don't have they're not really the office, good at right, anything right. they're
1: Average at most things. Um <laughs>
0: Not the offensive side. Suter has <laughs> been able to make some plays, and if you can round these four lines out, like man, if you can get the Valeno that we see every time we drop him down to Grand Rapids, motherfucking goddamn Every time we see him in Grand Rapids for one night, and he winds up with six goals and five assists. If you could see that and get ten percent of that, and you put that on the third line. And you have Kubelik and Braun on either side of Valeno. There's a lot of opportunity there. But I still think with this fourth line, and, of course, Tristan's getting Ernie out of there, which is easy call there. Uh, not to say that, Tristan, you're not trying when I call it an easy call. I think it's just, I think we're all on board with that, right? We, we <laughs> want to see that relationship end. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with Erasmus rasmussen sunquist fourth line. Um, so I, I like this. This is definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, I do want to scroll down here. Chewy gives uh, a nice lines, Tristan, uh, grade here. I'm trying to find – oh, of course, uh, I got to call out. Eric's aboard. Hi, guys. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Charlie, uh, as I'm scrolling down to find some more lines here to see if anybody else posted once Adina gets 20 goals. Rass breaks out for 45 points. I, I don't hate it. I would not be against that. <laughs> Ketzel, their power play is gonna be exciting for all two minutes for once. I I think I think for the first time too, we're actually gonna have some trouble putting this together. Um, and of course, get Ernie the fuck out of there. I like it. <laughs> Casey McIntyre has Verana Larkin Raymond. Casey.
1: Ooh, I like where your cop Perron. I
0: like I, that. I, Casey, I'm a big fan of what you got so far. Uh, uh, Mike threw out the second line. Third line, Fabry Suter-Kubelik. Now, I was keeping Fabry off um, only because I'm not sure what his he's, – he's listed on the IR, and I'm not sure what that looks like right now. But not a bad name to call out there regardless. And then Zadina valeno Sunqvist on the fourth line. Talk about the conversation we just had with the fourth line being able to be productive with Tristan's lineup. Casey's got another good one here that could – we've seen Zadina in the past. Like we completely changed our our view on Zadina. It was two seasons ago. We were like, you know what? We've got a lockdown winger here on the defensive side. We've got a guy that really knows how to shut somebody down. Put him on the fourth line. Filano also has that ability. And I I think we know that we prefer Sunfist to be, we're not counting on on him for any goals. Uh, So we're all,
1: no. Yeah, I feel like the easy pickings are probably Sundqvist Jezel, oh, Pete, and uh, Ernie uh, pulling those guys out. Um, and yeah, I, Fabry is as much of a nightmare as it felt like he was on the first and second line, right? And it's just because you know maybe that's not his his ideal role um, in the NHL. But uh, could I get some goals and some effort on defense out of him on the third and fourth line with guys that are kind of at his his level. Um, you know, I always like that analogy when you're playing tennis, you know, I'd get smoked by somebody like, you know, Serena Williams, obviously, but if I played somebody against my level, Hey, you know, I'm not so bad. I could get it over the net, you know, a little bit. (laughs) One of my serves, you know, didn't immediately, uh, you know, I, I made it to the other side. So, um, yeah, I think Fabry played against, uh, his, his peers, um, skill wise on the other team on the opponent. Um, Yeah, could I think could really uh, benefit that guy. Um, The the tough one for me is God. I I got to think. You know, the Red Wings War Room. They just cross their fingers. Please let this be the year Zadina figures out. I think it's just still pie in the sky dreams until he actually starts putting them in the net. I I hope we just haven't seen it yet.
0: Now uh, we bring this up every now and then. Uh, oh, I do want to call out Dan B. Fabry will be good for 10 games until his knee gives out. And then uh, Ketzel throws out there. All right, let's get our 10 games, 16 points out of Fabry, and then trade him before he breaks again. So it's pretty much my, uh,
1: my theory with that is is always, like, as soon as you, um, you know, like start winning, guys get healthier. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if somehow that happened for Fabry. That's not the, I'm not – Interested, of course, saying, nah, Fabry sucks defensively. He won't fit in anywhere when he comes back from injury. Unfortunately, i trade him. Um, that's a I mean, tough that's trade talking... because most of his I... value is here.
0: That's been a talking point for Fabry since we picked him up. Like, he, that's, we talk about two-way forward so far today. I mean, if there's a one-way forward on this roster and the analytics show it and his production shows it, and <laughs> when he's on the ice, he's like, this is this is something where for Fabry, it's like the goals for, the goals against, the expected goals for, the expected I know, goals against, I, I know. know pretty straight but line.
1: <laughs> I want to see what he does on the third or the fourth line, which is probably his feed. And I mean, he's doing yeah. something right to seduce Iserman and his historically stingy uh, management of the cap sheet into giving him a multi-year deal.
0: Yeah. And I think if you're managing him, like uh, that, that's another thing. Uh, you put a guy on the third and fourth line, you you as a coach that's putting lines out there, it's not the same decision of like, I need to put my first line and I'm just going to say mo cider out there so that I can get a goal. It's, being more strategic with when those guys are on the ice. And I'm talking about the bottom six. If you want to say with this lineup, definitely more last year, but if you know, last year we were talking about the bottom nine, but the bottom six and you have him in that realm, you're managing him a little bit better. You can figure out what's going to go on defensively and have him out there or figure out what's going to happen defensively with the rest of your forwards, get him out there in position to, uh, you know beyond be on the right side of the ice yeah, I, i'll I, just put it that way
1: i'm just i'm an advocate for fabry because I, I i feel like i get what eiserman's trying to do with them like if it's you know a, a tuesday game and you know middle of february i feel like i'm gonna get something out of fabry as long as he's not injured um and especially now that he's you know further down the pecking order i think it's now that he's playing against his peers a little bit i think it'll be easier for him to stand out so i i I wouldn't give up on him too quickly, especially because his trade value is going to be in the toilet with all the injuries. I I think it's going to be up to him kind of like Zadina, to rehab his image and value.
0: All right. I'm looking at cap friendly. Now we still don't have an update on Fabry from cap friendly because they've still got listed his out for season from last year. Um, Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, I do have that slide up. Pisic also hasn't been updated, and Jake Wallman is is an unknown. So uh, th- that's the slide we have up right now for podcast listeners. Uh, basically, calling out, you know, we have added Valeno, who's listed as a healthy scratch on Cap Friendly, Austin Charnick, uh, and Robert Hag, another left side defenseman for anybody who's not familiar. Big boy, 6'2, 204 pounds, uh, and only 27. So right in that realm, where if we're gonna get a good year out of Robert Hag, you're you're in it. <laughs> this is the best year right now. I was um,
1: uh, just a little bit disappointed in our in our in our, our listeners' uh, line projections that there weren't any uh, Pontus uh, lineups out there. Um, I thought we'd get one with Bergren, but uh, I don't know if people a, are just being more pragmatic. But uh,
0: I think that's a good time as any uh, to transition to our next couple of slides here. So, okay. listed on the minors, not technically on the team, according to, to Cap Friendly. I think this is like when you turn in your end-of-the-year end of the, end of the year stuff. This is where guys are sitting. Um, Giovanni Smith, Matt Luff, Taro Hirose, who got a new contract, Kyle Cresillo, Chase Pearson, Jonathan Bergeron, and Pontus Andreessen. Going to round out your forwards there. Uh, Stephen Campford, Jared Isaac, Seth Barton, Wyatt Newpower on defense. And I don't, unless there's an injury, I don't think we need to worry about this. But UC, Ola Kuniora, and Victor Bratstrom are your attendees. Uh, so, who, Mike, there's some big names missing from this list. So, again, these are this isn't necessarily guys who have their ELC signed, because we know there's a few more guys that uh, are technically loaned out uh at this point until the new season starts um and then we'll we'll get some better chances here but uh mike from this list you just called out Bergren, pontus yeah um uh, i
1: think i think if you're doing ideal lineups uh you want them to really you know knock your socks off um you know Traverse city and camp preseason and then you're just like well ernie i I appreciate the effort, but uh, we're bringing the kids in. So I think that's best case scenario. But I, I know that usually this team, outside of Cider and Lucas Raven, of course, uh, we kind of like to take the slow burn. So I I would be surprised if it was another year in the minors for those guys.
0: All right, uh, guys, forgive me. We're going to take another quick break uh, because uh, we got we got some money to make. College football is back, and it's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year right now. New customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets. It's win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team will score first and more. Course, I'm all about Michigan State, so I'll be keeping an eye on uh, over in East Lansing. I can't help myself, but I know I will be safe and secure and reliable going with DraftKings while I keep an eye on Michigan State and, uh you know, dabble here and there. Best of all, uh, I can deposit withdraw my cash whenever I want because I'm working with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on college football, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee or... Text the Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. In New York, call 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y four six seven three six nine one for One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued at $825 free bets. DraftKings.com.
1: I saw some uh, Go Blue, Go Green in there.
0: Um, could you guys tell I was reading that at the end on the disclaimer?
1: Um, every word,
0: yes. H-O-P. <laughs>
1: you nailed it, bud. <laughs>
0: Thank um Yeah,
1: let's go back to this list.
0: All right. So, Mike, you call out Berggren. you call out Andreasen, and you could say, yeah, of course, make the team over Adam Ernie. Do you really want Berggren, who absolutely destroyed in the AHL last season burning a season away on the fourth line.
1: I the the reason that that stuff kind of freaks me out a little bit when you see guys lingering um in the minors for a while it's like we knew that raymond and, and mo we like we had a pretty good idea these guys i think they got it they get it right these guys know how to be nhlers so it's uh, like it 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 worries me that they see something and be like oh this is going to be like uh, you know not single a not double a not triple a but a 4a player and maybe not an nhl player that's what makes me a little bit nervous is that they've seen something to maybe they're waiting for one extra spark for him to really set himself apart and prove he's an NHL player, not just a very,
0: very, very good
1: minor league player.
0: All right, uh, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna pull please make him. make
1: me feel better.
0: I'm gonna pull up Jim Johnson in a second here, and I wanted to pull up our our forward, the legendary line.
1: Uh, WWE music composer.
0: Yes, he's 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 here. Let's Welcome back, Jim Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> Berger makes it to the third line. Um, if these lines stayed the way they were. I think there's a very easy spot <laughs> just, just to in. <laughs> considering one of these guys uh, is not like the other and uh, he doesn't have his name <laughs> signed at the bottom of a contract right now. <laughs> um, you're looking for space. You're looking for a spot to fit one of those guys. There's a pretty easy one in my book um, right now and it could be something to like Somebody, uh, said earlier in the chat, I wonder if I could find it real quick, but it was, um, I'm sorry. There's so many comments here tonight. If you guys are having fun, just hit that like button for me real quick. Cause that, that's, that, this is a good thing that it's so hard to find somebody's comment from earlier, but he was talking about, uh, Zadina being on a short prove it deal. Um, which is, you know, true. I think that's, I think that's best for, uh, for Zadina too, cause if they go long-term right now, he's, he's signing like a four-year deal for like, you know, you're, you're, you're talking bottom of the basement, uh, kind of numbers right now. You're talking, there, there was a cool shirt I saw earlier today. Uh, somebody, uh, wore to practice. Um, I'm not sure if it was for the world juniors. Cause I didn't recognize the guy's face, but it, it just said league minimum on it was his team <laughs> practice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want that T-shirt so bad. Anyways, um, yeah, Zadina wouldn't be doing himself any favors if he signed a long-term deal. So I, it's it's a mutual, um, right? Like that's that's a mutual, mutually beneficial for both sides. Zadina wants short-term because he thinks he can do better this year. Red Wings don't want to go long-term on a guy when they have the likes where we're excited. I don't know how excited they are, but they have the likes of Pontus. And we want to stuff in Bergeron at some point because even though we're talking right now, third line seems pretty sure. Man, wouldn't it be crazy to see Bergeron just go in, kill it, and take a spot from David Perron on this cap-friendly second line and just really jump in there and see what a guy who is super successful in Grand Rapids. like. We're not talking about a game here or a game there. The guy ends up with a half a point per game and we're like, well, it's the AHL. It's his first time in North America. No, Bergeron's killing it. He's breaking Grand Rapids records. Okay. He's absolutely destroying and he did it consistently for a full season. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I think he didn't, he, he started out slow. Yes. Or no, he had that, uh, he had that injury from training camp last year. That would have, <laughs> of course, made it a little bit harder uh to get rolling. But once he did get a little bit more consistent, then it was, it was easy peasy um Tristan is TC for training camp or Traverse City Jared answer yes I think uh right that's their clever branding they get to yeah. just throw in their Traverse City training camp um <laughs> oh actually Adam threw out their wait the like button um actually could you guys uh give a thumbs up I think right that's how YouTube works <laughs> we're
1: old we were thinking of Facebook
0: you called us out Adam <laughs> You guys hit that heart on your t- on the tweet that you're looking at. No, if I you guys could put,
1: put us in your top here. eight, along with Tom, we would really appreciate <laughs> it. I don't know.
0: Um, if you guys could call in 97-1, the ticket ticket time. Oh, geez. <clears throat> Sorry. That was <laughs> really rolling the clock back. Okay. So, I mean, on that list, I think uh, uh, we could come back, kind of just cross off those two names. Yeah. Um, in regards to trying to find a spot on there. Do we want to officially say one of them's making it? Because I'm okay saying a burgerin's gonna make it this year.
1: Um, I just wonder, like, you know, you and I and the, the people listening to the show, uh, we're we're fine saying goodbye to Adam Ernie, but that would be Steve eating two point one million dollars, just for the record. <laughs> um not that, you know, we can't afford it, but you know, it's a lot easier when we're not the one signing the paychecks. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if that means, uh, and uh, again, another contender that we looked at was Oscar Sundquist, um making even more money. So you'd be eating 2.75 mil. Um, and I don't, years, I, I don't think that the trade value for either of those guys is very high. Um, so, I mean, you, you, you'd be placing them on waivers.
0: I still think it's fine. You spread it out over a couple of years and um, we'll be done with it soon. Like once you start spreading that thing out, um, it doesn't hurt as bad. And then um, I don't know. We have, we have the money to spend, so I'm okay with it. And the cap should go up. So I, I, if you have no need for a bag of shit, you can just flush it right down the toilet. But I mean, if you think they can help I... fertilize, and help your young kids grow um you know keep that bag around but uh ultimately if uh you think that you know you well, if you talk well about a, putting your compost together if you talk about uh, a bag that
1: i want to keep around it's that six foot six bag uh elmer Soderblom uh please let <laughs> six, that guy make it
0: i can cap friendly get their shit together six foot eight elmer soderblum please Jesus tap dance and Edvinson 6 foot 6 no i think uh was how it. How did
1: Sol- Sol- he's become like Ben Wallace where depending on if he's got the fro or not he loses <laughs> like 3 to 4 inches in height um well i i feel like the forwards it's uh, we know who we want in there uh, the the defenseman i think it gets a little bit more interesting because it, it it almost feels like a guarantee that some of these guys who are not listed on the cap friendly depth chart are going to be starting like game one. I don't know if that you really want to jump right into Edmondson, uh, but I would be stunned and a little heartbroken if he didn't make it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I would I think, be a little uh, terrified. Boo Boo Tummy is going to be well beyond him at that point. No more diarrhea in the system. Let's get the trainers and the team chef feeding Edmondson some good old Detroit conies, and uh, let's get his tummy right. You know, let's get it in the right space it was tummy, tummy, tummy I, headspace. So and, if, uh, like
1: some names met besides Edmondson, you're looking at Seth Barton, Sabrango, so come on, Emil Vero, Albert Johansson, um, Tristan's boy, wide New Power, uh, Robert Hogg, and then Jared McKissick. Um, I, if at least two of those guys don't make the team opening night, I'm, I'm stunned.
0: Jared. Is Sprango that big of a reach? Someone get Edmondson some burners. Jared. Get him a Detroit classic. I like it, Jared. (laughs) Detroit comment of the night. I love it. Um I want him to not just get a
1: can of burners for his upset Tommy. Get him a sponsorship. No? Okay, I was gonna have him endorse. I was
0: distracted. There's some good comments in here. Uh now can we can Edmondson be the first guy that gets an ad on his jersey? Edmondson sponsored by Verners. I I'd be okay. He's gonna with be that. like uh Brock Lesnar with yeah, the Jimmy with, Johns. With Jimmy Johns. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do it. I just want I want it to happen for two reasons. One, it'd be adorable. Um
1: I really I, want I, like
0: uh Fabry to get an endorsement deal with
1: uh like Heinz. So he's got like yellow mustard on his jersey or something.
0: But I mean I don't know. I thought I took just a, to a horrible place because he's always getting hurt i thought we were gonna like cover oh. and like catch up and say no i don't know
1: <laughs> no, that's 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 a little grisly for our show <laughs> um
0: where were we at all right uh jared throwing out there the verners thing Oh God! There was a question I saw in here. Um, oh, I guess yeah. I d- we can come to this one as I was trying to pick through a couple of different questions here. This one: Anyone surprised Zadina not signed yet? No. Oh, I think it comes back to um, I'm going to say yes because we do have that mutually beneficial conversation that uh, you think the Red Wings and Zadina are having of like I want a short term deal, uh, and then when Zadina sees uh, the numbers, are up there, he's like, Yeah, short, short's good. Let's do short because uh, I'd like that to go up. I'm Next not surprised.
1: Year. I'm not surprised because they're extremely complicated negotiations. I feel like it's, you know, them really, really trying to uh, um, sell you on those super duper deep cut analytics. Listen, I know the puck's not going in, but I expected them to go in. They just didn't, you know? Um, and I-, I feel like both sides kind of want to protect themselves. Obviously Zadina wants a little uh, insurance that he's going to be around for a couple of years and the Red Wings kind of want him to prove it. So it's this is – if you had to tell me there's one player who's going to take a while to negotiate, uh, probably be him.
0: I don't – I'll give you that. I, I, I don't know. We're, I don't want to go back and forth on it. I, I still feel I'm, I'm a little surprised because I thought they'd be a little bit closer. Uh, Tristan, going back to our couple – our last two lists here, throws out there. Likes the Soderblom, Bergeron, Johansson, Edmondson, Vero. Uh, Even if they're uh- not – pre-training camp roster in our eyes uh right now you're gonna assume it
1: just give me this. those give me those sweet nothings more lists with sotterblom playing at the nhl level that's what i want
0: mike elmer being loaned out staying in little caesar's arena
1: you know, and Dan, I be I don't dislike the idea, situation.
0: but that, that Piston
1: squad is getting pretty stacked. I don't know if they have room for Soderblom anymore.
0: <laughs> he still might be the shortest guy on the team at six foot eight. He could that's, be. That's a big team. <laughs> or wait, no, is Cade six seven? Uh, our, Cade. the
1: Pistons starting point guard is six foot six, where point guards used to come in at six foot. <laughs> so uh,
0: yeah, good old Lindsay Hunter days, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, I mean, the point guard himself is only six foot. So anyway, Um, yeah, Uh, I I just I get that we'll probably see a lot of those guys, um, you know, doing cameos. I I just uh, if Edmondson doesn't make the team, I, I think you're a little scared of this defense going into the season. I think that you feel pretty good about the first couple offensive lines for the Red Wings, one, two, and maybe three depending on the matchup. but defensively, it, it still kind of feels like uh, cider in the pips. um I, I don't feel a lot of confidence.
0: Ken all right, i you're kind of I'm kind of gonna ask you the same question, but i'm gonna I'm gonna lead it in a different direction. but we've made we've been pretty hard on the. I go ahead and leave the witness. And, uh, you know, like we've said, don't get too excited about results from that. Don't get upset with Edmondson or any of that fun stuff. If he doesn't make the team. Is that more? I mean, it's more concerning, I think, because that means we're going through a training camp. We're hoping he doesn't have boo-boo tummy. Um, How are are you? Are you going to be concerned? At that point, if we don't, I'm not,
1: be... if he doesn't make the team, let me make it clear: uh, it's not that I'm concerned about him. He's a very young guy, and you know, we it was a really unique experience to have Cider and Lucas make it as quickly as they did. So my concern is not about Edmondson, necessarily; it's more about this team. If it means we have to sit through a whole season, you know, waiting for him and Berggren and Pontus, um, you know, Albertson, all those guys that tells me that this is probably going to be another year where we're on the cusp of making the playoffs instead of making the playoffs so it just kind of bumps me out more for like team performance rather than those guys personal performances
0: yeah and I, I I'd agree I think maybe mm, maybe I'm even asking like like the wrong question also Maybe? uh
1: admire me for uh turning albert uh johansson yeah. into one name when i said yeah, albert but...
0: I, I i was gonna call I saw you album, let that go i
1: saw it... your eye kind of kind of flutter a little bit but <laughs> i i also
0: i just your speed it brings so me long. just a little you joy to get... butcher
1: name after name after name and just make <laughs> you cringe over there but go ahead
0: well, that's, uh, to that point, uh, Ketzel thrown out there. He thinks there's going to be some injection. It's either Edmondson or Johansson. Um, yeah, I think that's right where I'm at. I think where I wanted to wrap up this conversation was just kind of underline these guys again, going through this list of who i t- I mean, it, sh- it should be for the defense, a lot easier to pen in, especially with, I think they made, didn't they make the claim too that they're going to go with eight defensemen to start the season? Um, which isn't like a huge comment. I mean, that happens all the time. But if we're talking eight defensemen, I think there's certainly room uh, with where everything stands right now and some of the injuries for Albert. And I just, I, for me, I think for sure Simon's making the team. I don't know if he plays 82 games and I'm not talking about injuries. I think it's fine if they give him a, a, a stint here and then send him back down to the AHL. I think that's fine, but I think he will start the season. And I, I, you know what, I don't, the, the title of this episode, pre-training camp. I think I know enough about Simon Edmondson and we've seen enough in the SHL, even though we weren't thrilled with the juniors. I'm not letting that, like that wasn't bad enough for me to say that he shouldn't be on this team over Jordan Osterley. So I, can I just, I'll just sum it up that way. Like some of this stuff we talk about, um, Bergerin, uh that's kind of like wow, it'd be really great. But also, if he doesn't make the team, I'm not super bummed. Um, well, let's let's also think about. And I, I just think it's a, it's a I can pen it. I want to pen it in. That's that's my that's my hot take for the episode. Edmondson penned in on that uh, original list. Maybe I can back up here and again, just kind of should be better than Osterley. Could definitely get into the second pairing. I, I just, Well, I think we scary... upgraded, but I mean, we're talking to Olimata and Ben Chirat. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, like the scary thing for me is that, you know, when we look at that Red
1: Wings depth chart and, you know, if you want to muck around and, you know, maybe throws Adina in the top six and move Peron down, you know, I, I can get on board with that. Right. Depending on performance. I don't, I don't see a scenario where our young guys are really in that top six. But the scary thing for our defense is, my God, I could, it's not that unbelievable for me to see Edmondson and Mo, as the top pairing, um, you know, a 19 year old and a 21 year old, um, because it, it's still, I, I don't really have tons of confidence in, you know, the off season that we had defensively. Um, I don't know if some people are in love with Sherrod or, or Oli. Um, I don't know how you feel about, you know, even Osterley and Lindstrom. They're,
0: you know, I, they're fine.
1: I I don't think that they're playoff defensemen.
0: You you um, said it right earlier. We're talking four, maybe five question marks still with this defense. And if you want to talk question mark of a guy making a team, or if you want to talk a question mark of his placement on this these three pairings we're looking at, still five question marks.
1: Yeah. So water.
0: Uh, yeah, I, can get I mean water uh, to sponsor a show. Oh, we need like <laughs> liquid death. I can hear that on.
1: Actually, I guess I I guess I do kind of like canned water. Um uh, I've been drinking that one out of the paper box too. Um but Yeah, I I, I got to think that's a consensus that our our young forwards, you know, they'd be peppered in on the third or fourth can, line, but defensively you could almost be a first pairing.
0: Can we can we just call out to the consensus should be our comment that's up right now from Sam that it's going to be a fun preseason from start to finish. I mean, absolutely, right? I mean <laughs> <laughs> we we get to have these conversations where, um, shoot, we took this roster and talked about playoffs a couple weeks ago. And now we're sitting yep. here going like, well, yeah, there's ways to upgrade this right now with the team you have, with the guys you have in, excuse me, in the minors and who have signed ELCs. I, uh,
1: I haven't been this excited to, uh, ooh, good choice of okay. cake. Um, not just watch regular season hockey. Uh, you know, to see, you know, Christmas morning, all the new toys, what they look like playing together, but also to make that trip to Grand Rapids. Because um, I know that my, my boy Soldier Bloom is going to need a little time to, uh, you know, to grow and develop. I am very excited to go out there and do that.
0: All right. This is kind of funny. I'm trying to find a conversation here um, where this this started because I keep seeing like, good point. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, <laughs> I'm trying to find the original. Oh, Adam Thomas. Here it is. Uh Albert makes the team, and Edvinson starts in Grand Rapids. Oh man. Uh Adam adds, I've been on the uh <clears throat> Johansson bandwagon for years. <laughs> Not the Albertson, whatever right. that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh he was dominant in the SHL for two years. He's smaller. Uh his skating is just beautiful. That's how I imagine Adam was reading that in his head. Um, can we talk He's... too about our own scouts have been all about Johansson, you know, have been reminding us about him like every year. If it's not Hacken, then we're talking, and I might be saying Hacken's name wrong, but then we're talking Cronwall, super excited to go see him. And one of the names that Litström threw out when he became a part of the team again, um, there's a reason that those names get tossed out. It's not just to like, ensure that the excitement's still burning these guys are remembering their names you know how many prospects we have out there and these guys have to go see new people that aren't even on the team but they remember the names and they remember when they're talking about this team and our load of prospects who to call out and the lists aren't long when they call them out but included in those lists all the time is albert i think there's a lot that goes into that for me every now and then getting to pick through YouTube and find highlights, you know, we've tried to find the more in-depth highlights. So we're not just seeing somebody's goals. Um, But everything I see from Albert is true with what Adam said. It's all about the skating. He's amazing at setting up, even going down low and getting a little more aggressive as a defenseman is wonderful to see. And very different from, I think what we usually get from our loaded defenseman. And, um, I, I gotta say, I like that hot take. I think it would be super cool, and I would not be bummed with that <laughs> at all. <laughs> like that would that would still be super fun. Um, maybe it's one of those where you get your nine games out of Edmondson because he's still he's still going to be a teenager when the season starts. I think I think that that's the big thing I missed last year when I was talking about uh, your Edmondson. Uh, but um, let yeah, me ask it you be, a question. Um, could be Al, and then uh, maybe Edmondson gets a shot. Go ahead.
1: To your knowledge, has Albert Johansson? Turns out it's two names, not one. Um, Has he exclusively played left side? And the only reason I ask is if the quickest way for him to make this team, it feels like, is to do either side. Because it feels like, for the Red Wings, the first move they would make um, is probably sending – Gustav down if if that's even possible and Jordan Jordan Osterly because he you know pretends to be a switch hitter uh, putting him on the right side and then Albert on the left as his third pairing
0: well we talked about it last year when we were trying to figure out how to get rid of Danny DeKaiser right and how many guys play the wrong side in the league and I think we found like six last season even with like in, in the one team one one of the guys was like playing because of a bunch of injuries. So it's it's not very often you're gonna see those guys play the wrong side. So and especially with a kid coming over, going from I you know, arguably a different hockey game when you're going from Europe over to North America. So my first inclination isn't to move him to the wrong side but i know what you mean and we're stacked on the left side but i also think there's still question marks on the left side so i think it i think we're okay i think we're okay trying to find room for him on the left side still
1: what was the uh what was the covid shortened season do you remember how many games they played
0: um like 57 64.
1: Was that 2020, 2021? The only reason I ask is I was just trying to get a feel for uh, Mata. 2019,
0: 2020. You you remember how COVID worked. (laughs) It started in March. (laughs) No, I just asked
1: if you're saying it was like 50 games. So Mata in 2017, 18 played all 82 games. And then after that, he played 60, 65, 41 and then 66 the past season with the Kings. Um, So you're penning him in on the injured reserve list. My man. (laughs) So he feels like a candidate to uh, open up some uh, left-side defensemen.
0: Oh, Tristan throwing out there. Oh, oh, actually, first, before that, Adam did say I gave a perfect impression of how he was thinking about our boy, Mike, Albert Johansson. Uh, Tristan did say, Hawkin, And I think I said, hacking. <laughs> Anderson. Um oh look at this. Eric uh doubling down. Correct. Tristan. I like well, that. Well, you guys don't know is Matt is from the Bronx.
1: That's the hacking pronunciation. Hey. Ah. Okay. He's hacking. Yeah.
0: Get coffee. Anyway. I figured it was just, you know, yeah. the American accent coming in there. Okay. Uh, guys, I think I'm ready to wrap up. Uh, I appreciate anybody that's new coming along, uh, hit us up with the old, uh, thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, if you guys are listening to the podcast, please, uh, subscribe, rate, and review those Apple podcasts, uh, reviews mean the world. We haven't gotten one in such a long time. If you have a minute, even if you guys are watching on YouTube right now, uh, would mean the world to us and a uh, special shout out right now, uh, to our sponsors, of course, DraftKings and... Gotta welcome aboard, Raycon guys. Everyone that's here right now has helped that happen for us to uh, put another sponsor on this board. So thank you all for coming here. Um, it's it's awesome. The show's gonna keep growing, and uh, we're gonna keep putting out our shitty takes for you guys. Um, but we'll we'll see you guys next week. And uh, as far as I know, the plan once we can get our once we get training camp rolling, uh, we want to find uh some time to do this twice a week again so um keep an eye out we'll just update you guys with the schedule and we'll try to put out uh put out a schedule a little bit better for all the live viewers here like uh, like we did today you had two days to figure out your 8 30 start time so i appreciate all you guys tuning in it means the world all right we'll see you guys love y'all have a good one
1: Peace.